Ecclesiastes 9, 1 through 6. But all this I laid to heart, examining it all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hate, man does not know. Both are before him. It is the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and to him who does not sacrifice. All the good one is, so is the sinner, and he who swears is as he who shuns an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same event happens to all. Also, the heart's of the children of man are full of evil and madness is in their hearts while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. But he who is joined with all the living has hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. And they have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten. Their love and their hate and their envy have already perished, and forever they have no more share in all that is done under the sun. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jennifer, I am so excited <laughs> to be joined with Jennifer McClish talking about some of, I think, some of those powerful scripture that's out there. We're reading through Ecclesiastes, which is one of those books that if you read it thoughtlessly can be kind of strange, but if you read it thoughtfully, as we just said, speaks to the human experience. And I love the preacher here. He's considering a couple of different things. He's basically saying we all die. Mm -hmm. And when we die, we've lost everything. And so let's live. And maybe we still have a hope while we live. There's such a like hunger and a searching, and I think this really speaks to how we understand who we are in Christ, and we'll maybe get to that. But um, I do think that this is, is interesting. I mean, basically the same event. They all die. It happens to the righteous and the wicked and the sinful and the shameful and, and everything else. Um, but then once you die, you have no more choice. You have no more... Um, you know, abilities, I guess. Um, and so let us live now and, and, and maybe, maybe actually, um, there's a way to keep living, but what are your thoughts on the passage? Yeah, I think, well, this, um, passage in Ecclesiastes, I feel like the preacher does what he's done so well, taking us down, making us think about these, the really hard things in life. And this one in particular, he just starts right out with death. We're going to consider death and that there's no way out of it. And it doesn't matter um, how you live your life. I think that's interesting that it's like, it's the righteous and the wicked. Um, every, death is going to come to everyone. But then this passage actually is helpful because it goes down, down, down. I mean, it's just so you know, depressing, I guess, if he left us there. But then he has that you know magical word in verse four, but he who is joined with the living has hope. And I think this is interesting. I've heard this before, like where there is life, there is hope. That's right. And yeah. sometimes there is, that does not seem true <laughs> because we, we're faced with uh, so many hopeless situations, I think, hopeless um, or what appear to be hopeless relationships, um, circumstances, just, you know, all, all kinds of suffering. And yet 
he's very clearly telling us that while there is life, there is hope. And why is that? Because you can still know God. You can still know your Savior. There's still a remedy while you're still alive. But the dead obviously have no more remedies. So let's kind of talk about this theologically, and then maybe we'll talk about it experientially, practically. So theologically, Mm -hmm. what Christians believe is that we live, okay, we're alive now, if you're listening to this, you're probably a living human. <laughs> yes. Um, and but but when we die, we there's basically two kind of pathways. The, the Bible talks about the resurrection uh, uh, to life, or the resurrection to of the living, and then the resurrection um, to death, mm-hmm. right? Or the resurrection to judgment, right? And the way that we achieve the resurrection to life is in Christ, the one who lived righteously before God, who um, endured, if you will, the second death. I mean, the, the cross is really about Jesus enduring both the first and the second death at the same time. Right. So that in him, um, or, or so that he would receive the resurrection from the dead to life, and so that in him we would re- receive a resurrection from the dead to life. Whereas without Christ, without this kind of hope of the living, um, we we only have the hope of the second death, and that is the kind of the 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 just reward for our sinful deeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I think theologically, as Christians, we can understand: okay, this this hope that we have of the living actually can go beyond our death in the Lord Jesus. Um, but without Jesus, we we don't have such a hope. So while we are alive, let us find this hope. I think that's a good theological, um, you know, explanation of this. But but mm-hmm. I think what this passage does for me, at least, is it points me to this kind of fellowship that I have with God, this hope that I have in God, as really what is ultimate in my life. And I think the whole book of Ecclesiastes kind of does that. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yes, I think this passage is what's what I'm thinking about is that it's a it's a great apologetic for people because we we spend so much time in our life avoiding death and even thinking about death and we ins, we're insulated from death with all of our technologies and comforts and wealth and it's like the whole world is trying to get you to not think about the fact that you're going to die and the preacher is saying we we definitely need to think about that but even in an unbeliever's life, like you can see the difference between death and life and that there is hope in life. Like you can mm-hmm. still make choices. You can still, um, there's always still the chance that things will change. And it's like, why is that? That's right. Yeah. Why is it? It points us to this greater reality of hope in life and that it actually can be um, attained, like you said, through Christ. As an interesting point you make too, that it's kind of like while we live, we should remember that we will die and there's something ultimate even beyond our death. It's either a second death or a second life. Right. And so strive to enter the rest of God, strive to enter the life of God that only comes in Christ. And, and I think we are, we find ourselves in a moment, you know, when you and I, um, I mean, even maybe before we were around, say our parents' generation, mm-hmm. probably most of them went to churches with cemeteries next to the church. Right. You know, at least in a rural setting. 
Right. So every Sunday you'd have to think about like your aunt or your grandfather or whatever mm-hmm. that died. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no churches with some, I mean, what's right. a church, you know, a cemetery. I mean, no. not around here, not, no. not one that's being built now. No. Um, I mean, you, people would like have funerals more. I mean, it's interesting. Right. Like funerals are less common these days or big yes. funerals. Um, it's not that they're not had, but oftentimes they're not had. No. Oftentimes just, it's just a small ceremony or a cremation. In or the visiting room of the funeral home, like not even a church. Right. right. And so I do think yeah. we, we live in an age that does not want to think about death. And actually it's an incredibly helpful thing to think about it. It, it helps us rightly weigh uh, our life. Um, I think it actually helps us to, 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 to weigh our days. If we rightly number our days, you know, there's right. teach us number of days so that we may be wise, right? right. There's a right. wisdom that comes in realizing yeah. you're going to death. And there's a wisdom in the way the preacher talks about it because so many people, um, if they do think about death, they think, well, I'm just no more like that. There's nothing bad necessarily. It's just, you know, they, they're just like you live and then you die. But the preacher is saying, yeah, but think about that. While you live, you have choices and you have chance and you have hope and you have all of these things. So even just saying death with no hell, you know, like I just am now and then I'm no more is actually no comfort. There's that's no place to land to comfort yourself about how you're living right now. (laughs) Uh, He's really pressing into that. Yeah, Non-existence is is not as good as existence. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Right. There's, it, right. we still all want to exist. And now, not only that, we want to live, we want to have choices. We that's want right, to have, that's right. yeah. All right. Well, a lot of interesting stuff. Um, and, uh, I'm excited to continue reading over the next few days with you, uh, as we keep pl- plucking away through Ecclesiastes. So for Jennifer McClish, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.